Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Ed, I've noticed this the past few times, and I have to be upfront and honest because, well, the show is about integrity. <laughs> you seem to say your name slower. Uh, I try to on purpose. No, it's <laughs> it's a hidden signature to say my name differently. Oh, I see. So I got you. That way, people know it's you, right? That's right. See, I just there's some I say it a little bit louder, and some I say it really slow. And, yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. You, it seems like you change it all the time, my friend. Yeah. So, how are things? Things are well. Today is a big day as we start our fantasy football league. Oh, I'm so excited. Where, unfortunately, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, it doesn't cause any kind of uh, aggression between you and I when I'm whooping you for the next few weeks in fantasy football. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably gonna have to work on Saturday. So. No. Yeah, hey, I'm excited because I've been finally. Uh, I was invited this year, and now I'm a part of something that's bigger than you and I both. Uh, I'm part of the the Haley's Hall of Fame football fantasy league football. So I'm pretty pretty stoked. Uh, I can't wait to win this year. Yeah, uh, all the trophies and all that stuff. It'll be really cool. Um, but know. what I'm really... Ex- I feel like year nine is my year, man. <laughs> this is year nine. It's your year now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm, I'm I'm. actually really excited, too, just about the football season kicking off, you know. Um, obviously, this is going to come out, and it'll already be started. But uh, it's just... Like, that's the sport I enjoy, you know. I If there's anything that, uh, that I can just kind of relax to and really enjoy, it's definitely football and watching football. So, anywho... So you say you and uh, you and the wife went on a little trip yesterday? Yeah, we were, we like to check out bazaars, so we went on a little trip to uh, one of the other bases nearby to their bazaar. The advertisement led us to believe it was a little more than it was, but the base is also small. So where we're at, there's six bases, so a bazaar is going to be huge because there's so much in the community. And up there, there's just one, and then it's a smaller, uh, smaller base, so kind of like eh, i mean it was all right but we did get some delicious gelato so there's no issues there mm. so is it uh is it much like say the bazaars that we would find in like iraq and afghanistan where it's just civilian entities bringing a bunch of stuff to sell yes and it's like a wide variety like uh you know furniture made from like barrels uh, beer barrels and stuff like that to uh, what my wife was after was Polish pottery. They come actually, there's people that travel around, they come from Poland, um, but they weren't at this bazaar. So she was hoping they were going to be at this bazaar. Um, and then my favorite thing is they got a guy and he sells like mead and he sells swords and daggers and armor and stuff. That's my favorite guy. Oh no. Are you becoming one of those live RPG guys? I am not. It's more for uh, <laughs> decor of the podcast studio, but I'm oh. looking. I think next at at, uh, at acquiring a replica of Excalibur. Oh. I currently have a replica of 
a Spartan sword and a Viking battle axe. But I'm trying to add Excalibur to the collection, I think, next. You're going to end up having to change the name to your studio as the War Room. Uh, That is what it gets called on draft day, my friend. So just be aware. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, so the fact that I have to get up in the middle of the night to do it, believe me, I'm going to get up in the middle of the night tonight just to do my draft. So we'll see. I'll see who, who good luck in your picks. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Oh, I know. We're, we actually are doing an Influence Is episode, and this one is Influences Integrity. Uh, last episode, we actually we kind of dabbled a little bit in integrity and we kind of talked about it a little bit to, you know, about leaving legacy of influence or, and, or influencer legacy or anything like that. Uh, and we talked about, you know, how important integrity was. So we're actually going to take a little bit deeper dive into integrity and, and kind of show how, you know, talk about how that in itself is influence and, and we don't realize it as much. I um, mean, we, we, we gave some examples yesterday and we talked about that and I thought that was great. Uh, do, do you do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Uh, so you know, the army gives us our our values when we first enter, right? They want us to have a shared value system, so they give us our seven army values. And most people, when you say which one is the most important value, this is the one right here: integrity. Because a lot of people believe that the other values, you know, they all are based in some way off of your integrity and how you value that. So. It's a it's a pretty strong thing. Yeah, I well I can tell you. So <clears throat> I've told you this before, and I've mentioned on the show that when new people arrive, uh, I do I do some EO, some sharp, and some army values training because that's what's required of us. And I always ask the question. I you know I tell them, hey, I know we're supposed to treat all seven army values exactly the same, but there's always that one that that helps us kind of mature, kind of helps us keep the focus and whatnot, and. I can definitely tell you that often it integrity and respect are the two that are said the most of all the people that I've in process thus far. And every time it's just like, you know, I completely agree with them. Uh, integrity is mine. That's what, that's what I see as being, you know, because I, I, I said it last episode that I find that to be like the, the bedrock, the foundation of what a leader is, because without that, you, 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 I think you lose a lot. And the good thing is, is we're going to kind of dabble into some different things about integrity, um, and it's going to help evolve what we've already said. So with that, why is integrity important? Well, there are several reasons why integrity is important. First, living a life of integrity means that we never have to spend time or energy questioning ourselves. I don't know how people can go through life without having some type of integrity. Uh, it, because I would constantly be lost in this battle, like this internal battle, you know, uh, when we listen to our hearts in a sense and do the right thing, life becomes simple. All right. So our life and our actions, they're open for everyone to see. And we don't have to worry about hiding anything, you know, um, and have you ever, I mean, have you ever like discussed with somebody and was talking with someone and you kind of caught them in a lie before? Yes. I I mean, yeah. And that's what I get from this too, Brian, when you start talking about questioning yourselves, like, so on the other end, that person knows, right. That they've told something, said something that wasn't necessarily true or accurate. And they, they got to keep that web 
you know, it starts getting into this big spider web of out of control, and then they've got to manage that. And now you're worrying that did I tell him that or did I tell him this? Uh oh. So with integrity, you know, if you keep the, you don't have to keep your lies straight if you don't tell the lie. Exactly. If you if you're keeping up with it, definitely, man. So I mean, and that's it. I mean, that's that's the type of thing where it's like. If you're telling somebody a story and you're embellishing it, it's going to change over time, over time, because you're not going to remember. You're going to remember. You always remember the truth normally, um, and that's the whole thing. I, I know I've caught people in in where they weren't uh, telling the truth; they were, you know, telling lies. And my biggest thing was after that is I don't know if I can trust that person. I don't know if I can believe anything they say because if they would lie to me about something small then it's kind of like, uh, really? You know, why would you tell me something, a lie about something that's small like this? Then how can I trust you on the big things? And I think it kind of diminishes that relationship. All right. So when we have integrity, we gain the trust of our leaders, right? Our colleagues and our teams. So if you think about when they see, it's almost like transparency. Uh, When they have, you know, when you have uh, an upright integrity and all that you're almost being transparent to everyone everyone can see you you're open you're not hiding anything and you're and you're building that trust right we're dependable and when we hold ourselves accountable for our actions we become a, a bit of a role model for others to follow just yesterday ed we talked about you know john rogers and how he kind of he was like that he was kind of like that pillar of integrity uh, within the organization where we were at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, and that's, uh, I mean, that was his legacy in that organization. That was part of it is uh, his uh, unwillingness to compromise his integrity at any cost. I remember he, he would, because he was so good at it, if you remember correctly, his questioning skills were rather uh, informing, yeah. I would say. But he would... He would question somebody, and he somehow he always got the truth out of them. Like they could be telling him a lie, and and then sooner or later they're going to tell him the truth. It was always funny. Yeah, no, he did have he had a skill. <laughs> yes, I've got skills. All of this in turn directly impacts our success in life. If you really think about it, uh, people who live and work with integrity, they're more likely to kind of uh, consider be considered for promotion because people know that they're trustworthy and they can be relied upon. But why? Well, because integrity is a hallmark of what could be considered ethical leadership. And organizations, they want the leaders that they can trust. Like, for instance, I wouldn't want one of those leaders uh, that was in charge of Enron. Because to me, those, those individuals, well, I think they're all passed away now, actually. But those individuals, they basically lied, lied, and lied just to earn money and try to get money. And they ended up completely messing up things. You know, I mean, the the whole rolling blackouts in California, all that stuff, that was all, you know, them just doing and, you know, swindling. So I wouldn't want someone like that running my organization. Like I said earlier, organizations, they want leaders that they can trust. And when you demonstrate that integrity that we speak of, you show everyone that you can be trusted. So, now we, we really want to do is just kind of go into how do we develop uh, and preserve our integrity. Do you have any secret tips that you have, Ed, that you would think of on developing and preserving your integrity? 
So one of the things that I've always thought is I kind of am just brutally honest because I just don't worry about what other people around me kind of their interpretation of my honesty. I don't worry about, oh, well, if I'm, you know, if I tell them the truth about this, I, I'm going to, you know, hurt their feelings. I just, I haven't really um, worried about that. And I don't really subscribe to the art of sugarcoating. I think it's better to just be like a blunt and, and, and get it out there and just deal with it from there. So um, the art of sugarcoating. Um, right. Yeah. That's not my thing. But you wouldn't you wouldn't say you you um you're blunt to hurt anyone's feelings. You're just wanting to be truthful, correct? Yeah, yeah, no, and that's that's a a balance I had to learn because initially, you know, there was some time that I was just blunt, and it wasn't to hurt somebody's feelings, but I was so blunt that it was a it become a negative thing to be that honest, and I had to figure a way to kind of balance. Um. So I was giving them news and I had to figure out how not to give them news with a sledgehammer, but to give them the news with a a feather, if you will. Like, because I was just sledgehammering it like, yep, your army career is over. Boom. Like, you know, Mm, so yeah, that was something I had to learn how to balance and adjust um, with that honesty. Let me see this. Uh, growing up, because you you know you've said it before. You grew up in Morningside, right? And and it was it was a rough neighborhood. Would you say? Oh yeah, yeah. Would Would you think in your neighborhood? Do you think your your integrity that you would have would possibly determine what your reputation is within that neighborhood? Ish, because then you know now you're getting into like. You know, there was situations where a lack of integrity protected you too, right? Like, you know, oh, yeah. So if you're being questioned uh, by some kind of an official and you're being honest, eh, they get you a different reputation than, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so again, yeah, it's a slippery slope, man. (laughs) Uh, Then it was, especially. Yeah. Now, in the military, yeah, and, th- and that's and that's what I was getting at. Yeah, in the military, yeah, like there's times that I've had to be honest. I was like, okay, well, this could get me into some kind of trouble, but it's the right thing to do. Let me take the 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 difficult right. And actually, I find that you know whether you believe in karma or whatever, I find that a lot of times if you're just honest, it usually comes out a little bit better than what you thought it was you catastrophize it and then it comes out you know things happen everything runs its course and it's like that was not near as bad as i i thought it would be and i preserved my integrity so yeah oh i and you know it's funny you say that too ed because i how many times have you know and i can speak for myself here but you probably can also where you're called to the man's office and all you can think about first thing is, is what did I do wrong? And then next thing is like, all right, how do I explain this? And really it's one of those things where you just got to go into it, explaining exactly how it is because at some point, you know, and, and that's another thing. Somebody could have seen what you did or seen what happened or whatever. And then it starts conflicting. And now next thing you know, we have an untruthful situation. Um, I, I don't know how many, I couldn't, I couldn't even count how many times I've been called into basically uh, stand in front of the desk and have to explain something, you know, and like, man, well, uh, let me, let me kind of 
run through the story again real quick. Here, <laughs> but but you have to be careful because if you know one slip up could completely like diminish all the different you know the works that you've done, all the good things you've done. Just one mess up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could take you from you know you're being held in this high uh, high regard. At the golden boy, whatever, and and you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, and one, one integrity violation, as we say in the military, and now you're bottom of the barrel. Yeah, just like that, you went from the top dog to the bottom of the barrel because that one thing, and now one of the hardest things for me, what I believe is one of the hardest things to do is to earn somebody's trust. Well, you just compromise that, and you've got to earn it all over. While in the back of their mind, they got the idea that this guy lacks integrity. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and it's funny. So I'm going to tell you this kind of story, and, and it'll tie into the episode overall. But so I was, you know, I went to work. We had our formation, right, for physical training. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in um, an exercise where they were like, hey, you're not going to do physical training because I had to be somewhere, like, within an hour of the formation. So... When in the military, you know, we, we have formation and we get what's called accountability. Like, where is everybody who's supposed to be here and who's not here that's supposed to be here? So they do that part, and I'm standing at the back. And usually what will happen, you know, for those that aren't in the military is they'll put us in a group or a formation. And the first sergeant, which is like Brian, would come back and say, hey, what you got going on? What do you have got? Oh, I got an appointment. What do you got going on? Oh, I got this, right? So at this point, we've already had our accountability piece. You're already late. So now we're talking at 637, supposed to be at work at 630. Soldier comes up. I see the soldier. I'm already in the formation waiting for the first one to come ask everybody what's going on. And he gets in formation. Well, his leader pulls him out and because the first arm wants to see people who were uh, late. And a soldier goes over to the first sergeant with his first line leader and says, well, apparently I was I was out of ranks. I wasn't I was late. But where's the apparently? I don't understand how you can say apparently I watched him walk up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is a gift from Fort Campbell where we were at. And I pulled him aside later in the day and I used I was honest with him. I said, you know, I had you as a high speed, like good sergeant. Right. E5. I said, but then the day you said, I apparently was late. I said, Sarn, I watched you walk up late. You, There's no apparently at that point. You was late. Yeah. I said, so what's the work that was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, I said, so now you made me question the value of your word and your integrity. Wow. But I had him up here somewhere. You know what I mean? Wow, so man. that just kind of came to mind. And it's funny. It just happened, too. So then he gave me a whole air assault, which basically means, yeah. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. He did. He gave me one of those. He gave me the whole air assault and moved out. He apologized later, though. Oh, okay. I'll say, man. Whew. Yeah. I, I probably <laughs> may have lost my cool a little bit there. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, I thought this dude was, you know, high speed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I find, though, is it. It's almost like he's trying to convince himself that he wasn't late when he said that. I mean, that's what I'm getting. Like, almost like it's not his fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, we talk about Jocko all the time. We talk about extreme ownership. And it's like he had no ownership on that at all. None at all. That's I mean, crazy. And, it, and words mean things, apparently. 
So you're basically saying, well, yeah. in somebody's opinion, I was late. Now, as I explained to him, did the first sergeant have the formation early? I think he may have had it a minute or two early. But at the point when you walked up, you had still missed the real time, too. So there's no apparently uh, there's a conflict between that soldier, that sergeant and his sergeant. And that's where the whole thing came from. Well, you know, it's I, I call fall in the same time every morning. I literally watch my watch. Yeah. And as soon as it hits 629, I call it fall in. And I get the report real quick. And then we salute the flag when it goes off at 630. Because usually it takes about one minute to go through and do the reporting. But, yeah. but it's same time every time, every day. Yeah. Because And you know what? The academy, being at the academy kind of, made me that way i wasn't like that before where i didn't care before but now it's just like yep i've got a i've got a set of i have to do it at a specific time every time so everyone knows this is the standard i have to uphold my integrity there we go and do it exactly the same so n- there's no way that someone would think oh he's just doing that because he doesn't like me or oh he's just giving that person more time because they like him you know what i'm saying like i every day no no matter what so. Yeah, no. And, and the Academy taught me that too, because and it, I, I want to say it might have been you uh, before you were you were moved. But your platoon was duty platoon. And I believe you called fall in early. It may not have been you. It may have been somebody else. And my soldier, they wanted me to counsel for being late. And I was like, but he wasn't late. The, they called fall in three minutes early. He was here at the prescribed yeah. time. So why would I counsel him? And I had to fight for them to not counsel that soldier because it would have been he would have been dropped if I counseled him. And yeah, I remember like, he was well, in the bathroom. Maybe Ander- Anderson yep. said no. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I remember it. it was it was my platoon <laughs> that <laughs> called it. <laughs> yeah, I remember exactly because I also got chewed out for that one. Yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no problems. Hey, so but I mean, we just kind of we kind of discussed a little bit about what we thought integrity is and whatnot. And I mean, we'll have more examples, but really, it's understanding how to develop that integrity. Because, and and I hate to say this, sometimes people don't grow up with that. They don't grow up with that in their lives, and they don't they don't live that type of lifestyle. Or they're led to believe also that it's okay if you just kind of fib on things, or or like that kid. Apparently, he's saying apparently. <laughs> well, I mean. And maybe he would. Maybe he was raised to think that you know, hey, maybe it's okay to say that. I don't know. I can't judge the kid. I, I mean, that's just not you know. I don't. I don't. I don't know him that well. So, but when we look at it, we really got to kind of think about. Okay, well, how do we develop this? Well, the very first thing we have to do, and we're, we got three little steps here. We'll go over each one. The first thing is we have to be able to define some values, right? Um, I would say. Ed and I, we probably share some values, but I think that we also have some different values, right? Um, do you do you have any particular values that stand out to you that you kind of ground yourself to, Ed? Well, I'm be honest with you, Brian. After 21 years, I'm, you know, I'm 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 ingrained with those army army values, um, and actually, my one of my favorite ones is the first one. So I, that's always even as a kid. So yes, my values were different growing up because. Like I said, you weren't going to be honest if you were talking to a police officer. You just weren't because that would get you labeled as a snitch or whatever. But even in that environment, loyalty was still a crucial 
value uh, to carry with you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, that whole thing. I don't know if you've ever heard where they say, oh, I can fight with my brother, but nobody else better not better touch him. If anybody else touches him, they're going to have a problem. It's the same thing in our neighborhood. I may not like Schmuggatelli, but because he was from my neighborhood, if I saw Schmuggatelli in a situation, then I'm going to help him. That's just the loyalty that we had to each other. So that's one that always has been very powerful uh, for me. And it's one of my favorite things about uh, some great generals of military history is the loyalty um, of their troops that lead them to do crazy things. So if you think about the Battle of Thermopylae, we've all seen the movie 300, but if they if the Spartans don't have that ingrained in them to be loyal to their leadership and they follow King Leonidas, you think those 300 guys were, were going to face certain death for somebody that you know was a liar? It's unlikely. Uh, so that's uh, that's why I think loyalty mm-hmm. is, is important as part of uh, integrity, too. I think you build that loyalty right. through your use of inte- of having integrity. So the, do, you, do you say those are like your two primary ones that you kind of stick with? There, There's others, of course. I mean, um, respect has always been really big for me, and I really think um, with, with that one, uh, I think that our, our relationship, I think uh, my relationship with you was fostered off of that value because although you've always outranked me, you've never once treated me like you outranked me, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I do it um, on purpose. My, my great friend, Joe Leon. Joe Leon has always outranked me. He was my platoon sergeant, but he never treated me like I was anything other than a fellow non-commissioned officer. And so... That's another one. Like, so you have that. He was always brutally honest with me. If I messed up, he would tell me, hey, you messed up. But he would also say, this is an alternative to a way you did things. Maybe do this. Maybe manage these soldiers this way. Um, And his honesty uh, bred that respect between us, right? And so that's why we're great friends today. I mean, I haven't worked for Joe Leon since... 2010 you know what i mean like and and we're great friends today because of that that respect that he always gave to me so i i would say you know there's many values in my life but respect loyalty and integrity are probably right up there at the top and it's funny because i think i think you kind of you tagged along some uh some of the you know what i have uh when you said i always treat you like we were equals well that's like that's one of the ones on my list here. I, I wrote it down, but right before right before I asked you, I went ahead and wrote mine out real quick. Um, and and this is the thing, values. You want to keep your values, but sometimes as you age, they may change a little bit too. So we we got to think about that. But I put down respect because when you you know when you said that, it's like the way I see it is if we respect one another then we won't have any, there's not, usually you're not going to have issues or anything. You're, you're normally going to be able to function together. Now, can we disagree? Heck yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Um, can and you, we have. <laughs> absolutely. You know, can, can you not take their advice? Yes. You don't have to always take somebody's advice, you know, or can you go, you know, just go against the grain? Yeah, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you think about some of the greatest inventors ever, they went against the grain. I mean, Nikola Tesla was, 
he's a he was a genius, and I just wish more of what he came up with was able to be used today, you know, because he went against the grain. Um, so, but it's funny. So, respect was one of the ones. My other one's integrity, because uh, I that's just one of those things I feel like is the foundation. Another one that I have, um, I don't know if people would see this as a value, but I I see it as a value is drive, Literally, a drive, you know, uh, to be able to basically get after it, put your, you know, nose in and into the ground and just drive on, you know, just keep going um, and not stopping. Because I feel like when you lose that drive, you kind of lose that spark. And we talked about it a little bit um, last week's episode with uh, Legacy. If you start losing that spark, you're just going to kind of quit, you know. So I think drive is really a, a, a value. Um, and then the other two that I have, and I wouldn't call them last because – I definitely don't feel like they are, uh, is the one is actually two words, family first, family first. That's a, to me, that's a value. Uh, I, I, I find that as a core value for me and then love that's, that's a huge one. Right. And I often like to use all that family first with love, you know? Um, and, but that's, that's what I see. Right. And tons of people can have all kinds of different uh, values that they, you know, they want. The idea about it though, is to have these core values and then use those as basically where you're not going to compromise. All right. Now, if you're in a situation, life or death situation, let's say there's <clears throat> a hostage situation, right. And you're trying to get somebody, uh, free from that. Well, you may have to violate your integrity just a little bit to get them to think that there's a plane on the way to pick them up, right? I mean, and that's to save someone's life. But, I mean, that's like a drastic situation. That's not happening every day. And that's yeah. why I don't I, – that's why I don't see uh, these these values. They shouldn't be compromised, right? Now, can these values also conflict with each other? I think they could, right? Um, so, if you think about it. Having integrity and family first. Well, if I have the integrity, what if I what if I'm I'm working late, you know, and I'm I'm working much later than I should? Am I still putting my family first, or am I having integrity to you know do what needs to be done? You know, so you have to you know it's kind of weird how we go about it, but that can happen that way. Um, you know, what's really cool, Ed. Uh, that I just remember. Do you remember when we talked about the mindfulness class that I was attending? Yes. Yep. That's that's still going on. We uh, we have one more. I think we have one more class. It's uh, this Monday coming up. But we did we did a. It was actually part of that mindfulness class was ingrained into the whole idea of core values, and and it was really cool. But one of the people that was in there, I I thought it was probably one of the greatest things I ever heard. And I was like, man, this is awesome. I'm going to do it with my family when I get home. So they sat down as a family and they came up with their values, their core values as a family, right? And they all kind of agreed upon it. Then he painted this big like tree and then he painted those words on that tree. And then there was one value they all picked. It's kind of like the roots of the, you know, of all their values. And he painted it where the roots are. And I thought, man, so I talked to Michelle and I'm thinking we're going to pretty much do the same thing. And it's something that we can kind of help uh, base things off of. You know, when, when their times are tough or faced with adversity, how we can kind of, we can go back to that. But I want to do like a big, beautiful tree and then get some, uh, 
I was thinking like little leather pieces because I know somebody who has a thing that will burn letters into leather Mm -hmm. and I may pay him to do that for me. And then I'll take those leather pieces and like attach them to the painting. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I mean, that would be awesome. And the kids would be uh, involved in that too. Right. So, Oh, absolutely. That would, um, I mean, now you're creating a, a, a learning opportunity and, and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're creating a memory. And so some people now you're feeding into that uh, family first, uh, value so yeah no i think it's an awesome idea yeah i just i thought about it um after he had discussed you know he discussed it with a group and i was like man that is a really good idea and i talked to my wife about it and she's totally on board too so i think on my vacation we may dabble in that a little bit because my children are old enough now that they kind of understand what a value is in a sense or how to kind of uphold those words in a you know uh but but now we're going to move on to step number two so we talked step number one was basically defining those values well number two is actually you have to analyze every choice you make all right so often people they'll cut corners or they'll make bad choices when they think no one is watching that's we've seen that we know that happens but having integrity means that no matter what you have the right choice especially when no one is watching i mean how easy could it be to just say oh well Let's see. Um, we've got we've got some episodes that got to come out, but maybe we should just do a rerun one real quick and just kind of throw that up there and and just let listeners listen to that because I I just don't feel like I'm, I'm I would I feel like I would be violating my my one of my core values of the drive, you know, and respect in a sense, and I would be almost violating integrity um, in the show type thing. But and that's the thing is, you know, I mean. Has there been, have you had times where you wanted to cut corners, Ed, when no one was watching, but didn't? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes there are easier ways, you know, to get through something. Um, so, example, I've talked before about how I would manage training for the um, for the NCO Academy. Well, I also knew that if you had Adobe Pro, you could take an old certificate. And you could just change the date and submit it. But if so, so in a way, I always got past that. Like, you're so busy and they're like, hey, I want this training. The way you get past that, though, is you got to really think. So if somebody found out about this, like, what would be the impact? Is yeah. And is that worth, is that risk worth the the reward? Or is is myself, me sacrificing my integrity, is it really worth those that 30 minutes it takes to just do their certificate. So, um, yeah, no, that's one that comes to mind immediately is the yeah. beauty of Adobe pro can make some, it can tempt you, uh, when you're really not feeling like doing that training cause you want to go home or you want to go to the gym or whatever it is. So. You know what? I was just thinking about this when you said that I thought, well, when you have like Instagram and all that stuff too, aren't you kind of like violating your integrity when you put all those filters on to make yourself look better? That's why I'm glad I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do that. So I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know why that popped in my head, but I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like a violation of integrity. Yeah, whatever. All right. So, but what we have to realize though, is we often know the difference between right and wrong. 
we we you you kind of know when it comes to a choice and you're like ah oh, you know if I go this way yeah that's that's the right way if I do this way well could I be violating oh, I might be messing this up we kind of know that you know and sometimes we might uh, we might need some quiet time to kind of figure that out if it's kind of a it's like a gray area and you don't know but if if you're not sure the right choice is you can always ask yourself two questions. All right. So the first one is, if my choice was printed on the front page of a newspaper for everyone to see, would I feel okay about it? That one, that one stands out to me. And the reason being, Ed, I was once told, and I think I've said it on here once before, unless the choice you're making is going to get you put on Army Times, uh, then go ahead and do it. But if you're going to go on the cover of Army Times, then don't do it. And I, I, I've always thought of things that way. So whether it be how I talk to people, how I react to a situation, how um, I react to uh, maybe a UCMJ action or, or just a decision in general or just how, you know, t- to me, like there's no reason to violate your integrity and to be put on a front cover of some type of newspaper, and and it you know, and that's one like one of those things. Um, and one of the other things that I you know, and it kind of goes along with that. And I told this to uh, actually, I just said it like literally three days ago to a kid. We were unpacking a vehicle and stuff, and and I told him, "Hey man, I really hope you have a good weekend." He's like, "Oh thanks, you too, first aren't?" And I said, "Remember, have a good weekend, but always make decisions if I was as as if I was standing right beside of you." Mm-hmm. And so he laughed. He said, "Okay." And I'm like, "No, seriously, do that." And then he laughed again. But I, he knew what I meant. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I find that to be a, a good choice. What are your thoughts? That's a good measuring stick, though. If you have that person, that's that person you value. You know what I mean? Like, you know, especially like so for you, it's easy to say. You know, if Ethan knew about this. Would he be proud of me? Would he be like, my dad did that? Or would he be hanging his head in shame? You know what I mean? So, I mean, I just use yeah. kids as, as a example, but I mean, there's other people. You're, you're Michelle, uh, Tammy, would Tammy be proud of my actions? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Excellent measure. And, 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 you know, and I'll, I'll go, I'll even go out on a limb on this too when I say this. Uh, for instance, we as soldiers, we are often apart from our families for long periods of time. Uh, I mean, you've deployed many times. I know I have. And that was one of those things I always kind of, I've always prided myself in is that one, I'm faithful to my spouse, but two, that I'm also doing things that my, my wife and children would not be disappointed in. You know what I'm saying? Like those are like, those are things that I've always kind of just really prided myself in because, you know, to, you know, we go a year at a time sometimes without seeing our family and it can be, it can be tough and, and it's a struggle, you know? Um, but one of the other questions that we should ask ourselves is if I make this choice, will I feel okay with myself afterwards? I don't know how many times I've made a choice before Ed. And I'm like, I would second guess it almost. I'm like, man, did I really make the right choice? And sometimes I would even like maybe I'd discuss it with you or I'd discuss it with Rick or I've discussed it with my wife or, you know, somebody else. Or maybe I've discussed it with John Rogers or, or Sergeant Major Brian where I would say, you know, hey, this was the choice that I, this was the choices I had. This is what I went with. What are your thoughts? 
And in a sense, though, that's kind of like a reassurance for us. And I don't think there's some. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, unless we're always doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, man. All these things are. That's why I said in the beginning, like, if you just use the integrity, right, to make decisions, because some of these things could be a slippery slope too. That could. I, I was just thinking about like there's there's times that I, you know maybe I did compromise my integrity, whatever. But you get this terrible feeling like somebody's just squeezing your gut and you feel so bad about it. Um, and then you, you know, and you wrestle with it. And then finally you say, you know, what, I'm going to tell the truth. And then you go forward and you tell the truth. And it's like this huge, giant weight just comes off your shoulders. Um, but you could have avoided all that just by just sticking to your guns and not compromising your integrity uh, as a person, as a leader, as an influencer. Well, I mean, you know, we have to think about this. You know, both those questions, or just many questions that you could ask yourself. Remember, integrity—it's not something that we shouldn't live. We should live by when it's convenient. It's something that we should actually live by all the time. And convenience sometimes can be like used as slippery soap. This includes like big choices and the little choices too. So whether it be something huge or something small, the choices everyone sees and the choices that no one sees. Uh, I, I think I told it as of quite a few episodes back when I made a decision without consulting my wife. All right. And it was a pretty big decision. And I think about it. I don't think I, I didn't feel like I violated my integrity. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I made the right choice because it was something that involved her and she wasn't included in it. And it. I don't think it violated a trust between us, but it opened up uh, a new communication between us where it's like, eh, you know what? Yeah, we really need to talk about this. You know, and I think that falls back on literally within mine of family first, right? Because I got to make sure I take care of my family first, that type of thing. So what are your thoughts on uh, the questions? Anything else, my man? No, I think, uh, yeah, we're rolling right I'll be honest with you, Brian. We're rolling right along, and it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your integrity there. Uh, <laughs> that was so corny. Horrible dad jokes. Go get it. I think we should just do one episode, maybe one time, Ed, where we just do really bad dad jokes the whole time without laughing. Oh, man. I have to PG-13 them, or at least PG. Maybe PG-13. <laughs> yeah. All right, so step three. Step three is encourage integrity. So encourage it. So people with integrity often have the same characteristics. Uh, They're humble. They have a strong sense of self. They have high self-esteem and they're they're self-confident in a sense. But these characteristics are important because sometimes you'll be under intense pressure from others to make the wrong choice, right? So when I said it the other day, I said it on the last episode about the whole legacy thing. So, for instance, let's say I have X amount of people, maybe let's just say 10 people that have failed an APFT, an Army Physical Fitness Test. And one of them maybe failed by one second on the run. One second, right? Just change it, Brian. You just changed that, Brian. Just change it by one second, you're saying, Ed? Just change it by one second, right? What's the harm? I can't do it. No, I can't because... I don't see a difference in that one second 
versus that kid that had 10 seconds or that kid that had 20 seconds or that kid that had another whole minute. I just, I never see that. And I know you feel the same way. You were just, you know, you were just kind of saying that. But to me, I was was sparking the discussion. (laughs) No, exactly. But when you think, but it's just as bad though when, like, say, for instance, you and I were standing there and we're saying, no, we're going to keep the same. And then somebody else would approach us and say, hey, how about we just give him that one second? Oh, I, man. You know, and like that right there eats me alive. It really, because I'm like, why would you violate yourself? Like, why would you allow your, why would you compromise that integrity? Not only, so not only did people <laughs> see it, so we talked about, when people see it and we people don't. So people saw that person run across at 15, I think it's what, 1554s for that youngest group. And they ran across at 1555. Everyone knew that that person was younger, sort of, and they knew they didn't pass. So now you may just fudge a number. No, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. But then, then somebody would actually come over and say, Hey, you know, let's just, can we just kind of make it 55? Cause I, I, Maybe we started the clock too late. No, the clock is the clock. That's how it rolls, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that right there to oh, me, man. <laughs> that's, I mean, and, and you, you kind of feel like a pressure because especially, and I've had it before, Ed, I've had it, I've had this before where it'd be more than one person trying to, you know, bring the pressure both ways. And it's like, no, we're not doing that. You know? Um, what about you? What are you thinking? Oh, no, I, I Brian, I agree with you so much um i've seen you know senior enlisted guys uh come in on the body fat percentage at three percent over and then go behind closed doors with the uh first sergeant and be retaped and miraculously they come out one percent under and i'm like you know, in an organization such as the army where we do this all the time, mm-hmm. I just fail to believe there's going to be a 4% discrepancy like that. And like for you to compromise your integrity in a room full of your, your, your soldiers, your NCOs who know this guy just failed, but now he's good. I mean, you lose all, all your leadership capital. You lose all your respect it's all gone when that happens and i have seen this happen numerous times in the military same thing as the pt test well you know uh just mark them down that they took it uh they're this rank or that rank. they're not going to take it but just we'll just put them down as passing no Mm -hmm. that's not that's not how integrity works and the difficult thing for me has been i've been in a situation where that happens, and I'm the one that wants to step forward and say, all right, that guy did not take a PT test. Yeah. Now I have to, you know, I risk myself by having that integrity because, I mean, there could be backlash. Is there supposed to be? Absolutely not. But there could be because I want to stand up and say, that's not, no, no, that's not right. Because so many people, all right, so you go to the gym six, seven days a week. I go to the gym five days a week. So many people work so hard at this stuff for you to just check mark this guy because of his rank. Um, but with our integrity, like you, you, 
you're also showing your peers that if he stood up for that, I could do it too. Uh, I think that's kind of the big message. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I was kind of when you were we were you were discussing that just then. I was kind of thinking about back when we did the show. Uh, I, I'm gonna re- reference it again. Uh, Great leaders have no rules with Kevin Cruz, and he discusses the point about. It, I want to say it was 276 days worth of training that had to be complete uh, in 256 yeah. days. So people were violating their integrity just to say, "Hey, yeah, we completed it." And that to me is just another. It's just another landmark where you say, "Okay." When is enough enough, right? When you're within an organization, yeah. and not just the army, we, it could be multiple organizations. When can you finally say, "Hey, listen, you're not you're you're piling too much on, and you're not giving us the tools and the and 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 the resources we need to get this done." Instead, what happens is people just go get after it, and they kill themselves to make sure the mission happens, and that and so every time it just gets harder and harder and tougher and tougher. I mean. I know you've seen it. I know I've seen it. Oh, and yeah. I, I can only imagine the civilian entity, what it's like out there, too. I mean, how important is it to be green in, in a category, in some kind of training category? How important in an organization is it uh, to be above your 80% goal? Is it important enough to compromise your personal integrity? Is it com- uh important enough to compromise who you are as a person in front of those that serve beneath you? I mean, those are the questions that I think of. And I thought of when we were talking about uh, doing this episode, it's like the first stuff that came to mind. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll fudge numbers just so I'm in the green. No, that's not being the, being the uh, Amber, being the Amber and be honest and then be honest about who it is. Who's missing, you know? Well, these guys have not taken the physical fitness test. Okay. Yeah. Just be honest about it. You know, uh, it's just not worth compromising. Uh, and, and the day that somebody senior to me says you will compromise your integrity. That's probably the day that I put in retirement packets. That's, that's oh, yeah. the end. Like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I mean, it's just, it's finding that, that, uh, that middle ground too of helping others realize that their integrity is more important than getting a number or doing this things, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't make the mission happen. No, it's our job to do everything we possibly can to get that done. But at the same time, we have to be honest about, are we able to uh, complete this? You know, I mean, mean, there's, I wish I could tell you different ways that we try to meet our numbers here for certain things. And it's all legal, all legit. No, I mean, nothing, believe me, I'm not one that would try to, but we do different things to kind of, ensure, just a, something small. And I can talk about that is uh, when, when the commander pulls up our medical stuff, you know, the med pros thing, he calls people individually and says, Hey, listen, you got to go do hearing. You got to go do sight tests. You got to go do dental. He calls them personally. And, and it's kind of like, a, you know, it's, hey, listen, you know, I know you're busy, but I need you to take time of your day and go do this. And to me, that's more, there's more integrity there than just trying to get somebody to fudge a number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, and also gives the message that he really cares about the organization and yes. those people. And he, and he really, without yeah. saying, he's saying, I'm not fudging numbers, yeah. but I need you to go. Like, he's really telling them, I'm, I'm not that guy, because some people probably think immediately, like he could just write that off, but he's not going to because he just called me and said, "Hey, you need to go take care of yeah. this." So, 
Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, one of the things we have to work on building and improving these characteristics within ourselves, you know, so we have to, you know, the work on strength and the courage to do the right thing when the time comes. And the easy, to me, the easiest way to do that is to try to do it every time. And over time, it becomes easier because now you're ingrained with it, right? So the first time, you know, the first time it's like, okay, I got to do the right thing. And then next time, all right, I got to do the right thing. All right. Oh, wait, the only thing I can do is the right thing, you know, and, and it, it's almost like a snowball effect, right? You build this self-confidence, you build this self-esteem, and basically, you're developing your own personal character is what's going on. Uh, spending time getting to know yourself and what you believe in. That's one of those things. I, um, the part of the reason why we, we even started this show, Ed, was the fact that we kind of realized what we believed in of the, the, the whole idea of leadership and influencing people to do better and greater things. I mean, if you really think about it, that's kind of a, that was an integrity to ourselves. And then we just wanted to develop it from there. You know, if you think about it, um, and also, you know, with that, you develop friendships, uh, you also develop work, work relationships with others who demonstrate integrity also, and who will support your decisions. You, I've, I've had some of the craziest allies within an organization that I never thought would be, say, for instance, on my side over something. And then other times, there would be people who I thought were friends would be on my side. And I'm like, I couldn't disagree with you more, you know, type of thing. Uh, have you ever have you ever experienced that yourself, Ed? Uh, that's kind of, that could kind of be you too because... Uh, I guess stop using you and the bearded ninja, but when, when you and I were in the, when we were in the first unit together, you know, we really didn't interact. And then when you came over, I was already over there in class. And then, uh, you know, we kind of spoke here and there, but it was later that I saw that, you know, you, you and I kind of had the shared values and, and we kind of were like both going, this things, these things being done this way at this organization, this just isn't right. Like there's better ways or there's different ways, you know? And I think that we were in agreement on a lot of stuff. And then um, I saw that a lot at that organization, actually people that you weren't right. You, you didn't know until you knew. So I'm going to tell you when the beard ninja offered me to come over to work with him, I did not think that he thought of me in that way at all. Um, I did not think he was that he believed I was that quality of an instructor or what have you. And he was kind of a mystery to me. And it kind of blindsided me that here I had this ally and I didn't even didn't even realize it, you know. So that that was kind of yeah, that organization was good for that, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh because people came from, we came from so many different backgrounds, different jobs, different duty assignments, and you thought, hey, not really, but then you get to know somebody, and you're like, okay, so we are on the same page here. Uh, and I think the, the one cycle that I worked for you was really the key to all of it for me and you, as far as that goes. Well, I think, well, because, and I have to say, though, that was... To me, that was a building because you saw from the outside and then you became part of the fold and there really wasn't a difference in how you were treated, 
right? Because I and I've I've had this before where you see you see this one guy and you're like, man, that's that's probably a good leader. I wouldn't mind working. And then you work for him, you're like, oh wow, that, that guy's horrible, or that girl, she's horrible, whatever. Or you you see somebody and you say, oh, I bet you they're not, they're probably not that good. And then you work for him, you're like, man, these people are amazing, you know. So I I think it was kind of like one of those things. Yeah, it was, and it was, like I said, there was multiple times. Um, you know, when I got. When I got Jeff Watts, uh, he was new, and my expectations weren't high. Yeah, he was a senior leader in the military, but he was new to that job. And yeah. he was infantry, an infantryman. And, and, you know, again, when I got there, everybody said, well, infantry is going to treat you different because you're support. But when I get, started working with Jeff Watts, like, I was taken aback. I was like, this dude is an awesome leader. Like, he is mm-hmm. – I, I loved working for him a short time before I got promoted and I had to leave him, but I enjoyed working for him because of who he was because of his integrity. Cause he wasn't going to sugarcoat anything. He was just going to tell you, and he was going to be honest about it. And he may do it in a joke. Cause that's who Jeff Watts is. Uh, he may yeah. do it with that weird smile on his face, but that's just the kind of person he was. And he, he was probably one of the most shocking people that I worked for there. Um, as far as what I expected and what reality was once I worked for him. Yeah. I really enjoyed, uh, conversations with Jeff anyways. <laughs> I, I, I think because of the type of person he was, that's why he was one of our first inter. He was our first interview we ever did. And it was a fun one too. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, those are those three steps, right? So we talked about basically, you know, you got to define those values and that's what you have to base everything in. You got to kind of like, that's your concrete of everything. And then you have to analyze every choice you make by just asking something. And it, you ain't got to overanalyze it, like take forever, but analyze it and say, you know, is this the right choice am I making? Would I mind if it was printed on the front page of the newspaper? Or would I make this choice if my child was standing beside me or my dad is beside me or my mom is by, you know, whatever. And then we have to encourage the integrity. So not only do we encourage ourselves, we also encourage those around us to do it. And here's a, I got a few tips to help you. So one of them is learn how to be more assertive, but not whining or being aggressive. It's being assertive. It's kind of a presence thing. You know, it's how you can, yes, being assertive can be tough for some people and easier for others, but once you learn how to be assertive, it becomes much easier, right? Uh, here's a here's a good one, Ed, we could discuss. Avoid white lies. <laughs> they may seem harmless, but tiny lies are still lies. Always tell the truth. I can say, yeah. <laughs> if my wife was on here right now, she will tell you I completely avoid white lies. If she asks me a question, I'm going to tell her the truth, and she knows it. And, and th- that's just because, I and I tell her, I said, you know, this is not this is not something phony. Or, hey, I don't want to base our relationship off of white lies. But if she says, hey, does this look good? No, it doesn't. Or yes, it looks great. You know, I'm just one of those people. Do you like this color nail polish? No, I don't. I think it looks horrible. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. That's just one of my things I do. Do you do the same thing with Tammy? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I don't tell white lies. Oh. I don't do the white lies. But if she says, "Hey, th- what do you think of this pair of shoes or whatever?" I, say, I don't. I don't care. I don't. It's yours. You got to wear it. I don't. Oh. So I don't lie. 
you avoid so much. <laughs> I avoid and deflect. Pyong, you know. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. gonna I put up the shield of integrity so that I don't. Um now there are times sometimes I'll be like, that is god awful. That is a terrible <laughs> shirt or whatever. <laughs> you, but did you tell you him? Know, I, I, I sometimes, but not all usually I know honestly sometimes it's like it's fine. Like, you know, oh, I got my hair cut. Do you like how my hair looks? It's it's okay. I don't it doesn't really matter to me. It's you I love, not your hair. Uh, you know uh, what I mean? So I'm about to come up with a fast one here. Tammy, <laughs> I know you listen. Listen, next time he says uh, that, all you have to say is, Would you wear this if you were me? Just just let him let him simmer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So you got me on that one. I do not do the white lies, but I also do not with that particular person. Yeah, no, I'm not being brutally honest with my wife. That's just not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna be as. No, I'm, no that's terrible. That's, I would have to say that I'm careful about how I say. It. You know, like <laughs> no, I really don't like that. Or yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? I I think my wife wore a dress like twice, or I seen her wearing it twice, and I thought she wore it twice, and I was like, you gonna wear that again? You know that type of thing. And man, I did I get the stink eye for that. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes it does hurt, but just I'd rather be honest yeah. and tell her a little white lie. That's me. All right, so here's another one. Learn to take my resp- wife. Oh, yeah. She's going to be honest. She's going to be 100% honest. Oh, she will? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tammy's being honest, blunt, and straightforward. Yeah. She's coming at you like that's a Mack truck. Who she is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's terrible. Why? Did you even buy that? Why would you pay money for that? Like, no, she would be <laughs> just blunt force trauma. <laughs> oh, this makes me makes me think of the situation today when I was talking to my wife, and you know, because obviously I didn't shave off my mustache yet, so <laughs> she was very blunt. All right, there's no white lie with you and that mustache. That thing yeah. is terrible. I said, I told, her, I said, I'm bringing sexy back, and she said, you're not bringing that back. <laughs> No. <laughs> and, and then then she said to Ethan, oh. she said she said to him, she said, Look what daddy's got on his lip and he didn't see me yet. He said, Is it poop? <laughs> <laughs> all right. See, all right. Ethan's being honest too. Yeah, he is. Man, he's yeah. Yo, he is honest. <laughs> like straight up. Yeah, he, yeah. All right. So next <laughs> one. We're gonna move on here. We got some more tips. I'm just gonna knock out these tips and then we'll be out of here. All right. So learn to take responsibility for your actions. If you take a, if you make a mistake, own up to it immediately and do whatever it is, whatever it takes to right the situation. <laughs> that old saying, bad news does not get better with time. It does not. I don't understand why somebody will allow just bad you, know, you you got to you got to deal with it right then. Um, and it makes me kind of think about your little uh, situation you gave us earlier where apparently I was late that's kind of falling in that that to me yeah. that falls in that you know well you know it comes to mind for me of course here is uh it's ext- this is extreme ownership like yeah oh yeah you know i told the story about me organizing a meeting and then somebody saying hey i should have been at that meeting why wasn't i invited and me just being honest and honestly i didn't know that i needed to invite you to the meeting so i failed to do so but let me get your contact information and we'll make sure that doesn't happen again like yeah, yeah. too easy right yeah, as, as simple as that, you know, it's just taking that ownership. And I I really do believe, and if more, 
if there were more people out there that took the ownership of things, I think things would be a lot smoother. And I'm not just saying in the military. I'm t- I'm talking overall. Like <laughs> you're at Walmart and you decide, and I don't go to Walmart hardly ever, but you decide to just blow up the cash register person, even though you may be the one in the wrong. Just take ownership of what you did wrong. Don't blow up at that person. Happens all the time, too. Yeah, it yeah. does. I mean, I've seen it a hundred times. You know, and it's just upsetting. I mean, things could have moved a lot smoother, you know, if somebody had a little empathy, a little compassion and stuff like that and upheld their integrity. Uh, so, all right, so next one. Keep your word and don't make promises that you know you can't keep. That one's a, that one that one can get you, all right? That would... You have to be very careful. I think I did that to Ed once. You remember it? <laughs> I always remind you of it. I know. When I said yeah. it was, <laughs> we were going to try to get you guys out early and we never got to that whole cycle and then you moved to another platoon. <laughs> Every time I read things yeah. like that, I think about, you still owe me some time off. <laughs> yeah, hey, go ahead and take it off tomorrow, okay? Uh, just yeah, just right, let them know sure. that I said so. <laughs> all right. Keep in mind that in times of fear disaster and chaos the temptation is even greater to make a wrong choice use those opportunities to demonstrate your true character man that that is true more times than none all right when you are literally facing fear or you know any type of chaos or disaster a lot of times it's like how do i get out of this right is that f- that oh, uh, yeah. fight or flight and a lot of people pick flight uh, so we really, that's, that's one of those times where we just got to kind of hone in on that. All right. Uh, and the last one here, avoid seeming self-satisfied when you're acting with integrity, stay humble and down to earth. Don't look for approval and where you sensibly can try to let people save face. Yes, yes, yes. Every time allow someone to try to save face that humility I should. I'm going to write that right now. Humility. That's one of the other ones that I've always felt is an important value. If you can save face with someone and be a little bit more humble, I think you build upon relationships. Now, that doesn't mean you have to like grovel at their feet or anything like that. But humility really helps with your integrity. It does. So, what do you got, Ed? What do you got for the group? So I actually do have something. for the group i got the from the uh, army website for values it says uh integrity do what's right legally and morally which is that's what we're taught in basic training is the definition of integrity right but then it goes on to say yes uh integrity is a quality you develop by adhering to moral principles it requires that you do and say nothing that deceives others as your integrity grows so does the trust others place in you the more choices you make based on integrity, the more this highly prized value will affect your relationships with family and friends. And finally, the fundamental acceptance of yourself. And I, when I read that, I was like, this has to get in this episode. So I thought it was a good place to put it. Uh, the most important, one of the biggest pieces of this that I loved is as your integrity go, grows, so does the trust others place in you. Um, and then what you do, so, all right, we know you're going to be on vacation soon, right? But you're not going to have somebody stand in for you who, you know, lacks integrity. That that's one of those things like, no, you need to be able to trust that person is going to 
carry on what your vision is for the organization in your absence. Um, so that's kind of what that says to me right there, Brian. Oh yeah. That, I mean, and that's, it's funny you brought that up because I do have somebody who's going to stand in for me and I completely trust that individual. Uh, I've, I didn't know him before I came here, but now that I know him, I'm like, this is a, this is a good, he's a really a good person. And he actually does look out for people and tries to take care of people. And he does the right thing. I mean, I trust him very much and I, I think he'll do what's, you know, the right thing. Uh, but I love what you said. You know, something else, um, this was brought up actually in that mindfulness class when we talked about integrity was, um, the other definition of integrity. And it's more like, you know, like the integrity of a building or a structure. It's solid. You know what I'm saying? Like that integrity. So it doesn't collapse or fall. And I, I like to, I like to take those two and mesh them together. Right. So my integrity of, uh, basically doing what's right, even when no one's looking, but also not faltering, like being solid too, in a sense. So it's, it's, you take both those things, you mesh them together, and I think it really helps round out what it really means to have the utmost integrity um, and basically allows you to be a, a better influencer and leader. So with that, Ed, I think uh, we need to let them know where they need to go find information more about the, the show and where they can talk to us. Oh, wait, I've also got to give them a task, don't I? Yes, you do. Got one right here. Here's task, the task for today's show. What are some core values to help build your foundation of integrity? And you can put one, you can put two, you can put three, five, whatever. Uh, but what are some of the good core values that you can come up with or that you have that can help build that foundation of integrity? Other than that, where can they, uh, where can they write that up at, Ed? Uh, well, they can visit us on our Facebook page or our uh, Instagram at 101 influence. Um, now they'll have to join the group, answer a couple of questions, and then, uh, we'll get them approved and into the group. Uh, this is also important because we've got our Q and a show coming up that we're going to record. So we're looking for, some, oh, yeah. yeah, we're looking for some questions from the audience that we could address. We've got our second Q and a Brian already. I can't believe it. 50 shows in. Uh, well, obviously not this show, but we'll be at 50 shows in. I mean, and the thing is, it's not like, I don't feel like we're running out of ideas, Ed. Are you? I feel like we keep getting more. Like, we'll do an episode and they'll <laughs> say, hey, you know what? This would be a cool show. And then we just keep rolling yeah. with it. Yep. Yeah. Just keep adding to the list. I got a massive list. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited for where, where everything's going. Hey, that Q&A, what he's talking about. If you don't feel comfortable in writing out a message, say, on the Instinctive Influencers closed Facebook group page, you can do a personal message to either myself or Ed and just say, hey, listen, this is a question I'd like you all to ask uh, or like to cover. We're cool with that. We're very, you know, we, we like to be discreet, um, but uh, I think you're going to get a lot from it. So why not throw into it a little bit? You know, just throw one question in and we can kind of go over that. I, I, I love you know, given my point of view, but also just the point of view, not just my point of view, but also the point of view of, say, uh, the years of experience. You know, and Ed, he's got his years of experience. I got mine. Plus, what we grasp from other people, it's it's just compounding is what it is. But with that, I think this uh, pretty much rounds out today's show, Influence is Integrity. Yes, it Ed, is. anything else for the <laughs> listeners? Uh, no, I just, you know, again, same message we've been kind of putting out, just... Um, 
you know, sometimes the decision is not easy, but we shouldn't compromise our integrity because it's a hard decision. So uh, make the right decision Absolutely. and uh, don't compromise your integrity for anybody. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So with that, I am Brian. And I am Ed. And this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. We thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.